Hello and welcome back to our podcast, aka Rainy Day Podcast. Now again, you're hearing your host, River, which is me. And I'm also here again. <laughs> and that person who's also here is Nico. <laughs> so, how are you doing today, even though I asked you that on the first episode and we're recording two on one day? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing pretty good. What'd you do during our little break? Um, I ate lunch, and uh, I watched the TV. Ah, what'd you eat? What'd you watch? Um, I... <laughs> uh, I, I ate um, a hot dog, because that was left over in the fridge, and I, uh, I watched some of, uh, Bleach. Ah, anime. I, uh... Yeah. I ate one of those mac and cheese things your mom gave me. <laughs> oh, yeah, interesting. And uh, and some cherries. And um, I went on Instagram. Well, I eat the cherries because you have to wait for the mac and cheese to cool for like a minute. So I eat them first, and then the mac and cheese is usually cooled off. Oh, I've created a schedule. <laughs> Are we going to start? Okay, I'm starting again. Of course. Okay. (laughs) So, I realized that I should have done the 12 Olympians and, like, said who the gods were so that people would know who they were so I wouldn't have to explain it in the episodes. So that's what I did. (laughs) It's most of the gods and some other people that are kind of important, I think. Okay. And maybe in later episodes. And if I did not get them, then they will be explained in later episodes. Anyways, starting off with Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. Uh, his uh, Roman name was Jupiter. And he was the leader of the gods, and um, he was the god of thunder and lightning, and basically the sky. Yes, he pew pews thunder and lightning. <laughs> A great way to put it. Mm-hmm. He's married to Hera, which is also his sister. It's yeah. a weird family tree. <laughs> and his mother was Rhea. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And Promos. And, as you know from the story of Heracles, he wasn't faithful, and that caused a lot of problems in Greek history. Yeah, he was not faithful whatsoever. He had many wives, apparently, and I did not know this. He had his first wife, which was Midas? Was a sea nymph. Uh, oh my gosh. What is up with Zeus and his nymphs? Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't look up how to pronounce these names, so I probably will get some of them wrong. Uh, he had. Urno? Urno? I don't know. 
your no. I'm trying my best to your shut up. <laughs> um, which was one, one of the, um, somethings. I don't know how to pronounce that, and I'm not even gonna try, so. And the mother of the charities of grace. And then you had demeanor, which I didn't know this, because I thought she was, like, never married to anybody. Yeah. Goddess of agriculture and also the daughter of Kronos and Rhea. Yeah. <laughs> you have Menosine? Menosine? Sure, I don't know. I don't know. And that was the goddess of memory and the mother of the nine muses. And then you have Leto? Is it Leto? Leto? Leto sounds correct. <laughs> yeah, one of those two was the daughter of Coelus and Phoebe? No. Oh, loud truck? Oh, I didn't even hear it. Oh, okay, that's good. And was known for the beauty, for her beauty, and she was the mother of Artemis and Apollo. Ah, uh, yes. And Hera, which Roman counterpart is Juno, also the daughter of Kronos and Rhea. She was the eldest daughter. Was it? Oh, never mind. Continue. No, no, you go, because you're going to answer my question. (laughs) And she was the goddess of marriage and relationships. How ironic. Yes, and none of hers, which she only really had one, was not not great. of many of Zeus's lovers and caused a lot of destruction and um yeah she caused a lot of problems and she was also the queen of the gods yep and you have Poseidon sorry I interrupted you Poseidon which is is uh Roman counterpart is Neptune he was also the son of Kronos and Rhea and he brother to Zeus. Horses and earthquakes, I'm pretty sure. Oh. I'm trying here. And of course, he is the god of the sea. He's married to a sea nymph. And the brother of Zeus and Hera, obviously. I didn't know he was married. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know. Just my mind goes to Percy Jackson, and he wasn't married there, so, like... Yes, he was. He was? I think so. They just never, like, explicitly mentioned it. Oh. Well... Like, they met one of the books, but it wasn't, like, explicitly, like, in detail. Interesting. As I stare up at, at my Percy Jackson books. <laughs> uh, the Cyclops were his children and of his him and his wife and Triton I'm pretty sure I I have not I didn't do a lot of research on Triton and I don't know a lot about him but I'm pretty sure King Triton? Like Spongebob? No. (laughs) (laughs) You think you're so funny. (laughs) I I do. 
I'm mostly making fun of myself because my brain went to SpongeBob out of all things. Great job. <laughs> and then you have Demeter, which I'm unsure how to pronounce her Roman name, but I'm pretty sure it is. I don't have to. Uh... It's Demeter. Look it up. <laughs> it's... Yeah, okay, yeah, look it up. It's... Do you know what? I'm gonna look it up. See if... Also, the daughter of Kronos and Rhea. Yes. The mother of Persephone and the goddess of agriculture, which you already know. Persephone! I was gonna leave Persephone out for this, but then I was like, no, you won't be mad at me. You can't leave out Persephone. She's the best. So in my book, when I was doing my research, the, um, they don't have Hades as one of the Olympians. It's just other deities. Oh. Like, but he was one of the Olympians at one point. Wait, I can't I, find Demeter's name. It, it bothers me. Anyways, and then you have Hermes, which is also Mercury. Oh, Mercury. Sir, Sir, Ceres, goddess of agriculture and harvest. Ceres? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hermes was the messenger of the gods, and he was a trusted ambassador and a conductor of the shades to Hades. And he often liked tricks and had mischievous behavior. And he liked his shoes that had wings on them. <laughs> no. Little tiny wing shoes. Okay, and then we have Hephaestus, and I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Yep. Which Roman counterpart is Falcon. He is the son of Zeus and Hera, the god of fire and he often is he often like he he liked crafting things so there's there's a lot of crafting crafting <laughs> he's married to Aphrodite although she does not love him <laughs> yeah she prefers Ares and then you have which is also Minervira or Minerva. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's Minerva. Well, then Minerva it is. <laughs> and if not, well. You guys can just yell at us. Yeah. Pronouncing. It's fine. Uh, she was the goddess of strategic war and wisdom and was born from Zeus's head because she. <laughs> thought that he had and um there's more in that story but we'll get to that birthed from his head I'm pretty sure that she was never married and the owl is her sacred animal yeah I don't think she was married I'm gonna save Apollo for the next one then you have Aphrodite which Roman counterpart is Venus. Whoop whoop. She was the goddess of beauty and she was the daughter of Zeus and a sea nymph. Although she also may have been a um she may have come from the blood of wounded um K 
Calius. Cute. <laughs> which is his Roman name because I I'm not saying the Greek name because I'm too immature and I know. Oh I no. Now I need to know. <laughs> You've done this to yourself. I know. His blood mingled with sea foam and Aphrodite was born. Hmm. Um, he's the mother of Euros. That's how you say that? Euros? Aphrodite's kid? Eros, no. Yeah. 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 The, the god of love. And she... According to River, she was perceived as being like on the chubbier side because of the sign of richness. Oh yes, my little rants. Yeah. Oh, there's dogs barking. You probably hear that. I kind of can't stop them. I can't. I'm I'm just trying to talk over them at this point. But yes, and now I have a short little rant that. Well, I try to cover up my dog's noises so you guys don't have to hear them. So I was in Spirit Halloween. <laughs> and <laughs> you go to the ancient civilization side, and they had three costumes. One was called the Goddess of Love, the other one was called Aphrodite, and the other one was called Venus. They're all the same person. You don't need multiple costumes. And if you do, like, you should keep Aphrodite and Venus. And by the way, the costumes were not accurate to the time. Because one of the costumes had, like, a bustier. And they didn't wear those because, like, they didn't even have bras at the time. So, like, that was, like, not, not right. Like, accurate. And second, the model portraying them was, like, was, like, skinny. And now, like, Aphrodite was like medium weight. I don't know. She had a belly. And so wasn't accurate. <laughs> and we'll go to Aries because I think I'm going to save Apollo and Artemis because they're twins for later. Which is also Mars. He was the god of war and yes. uh, uh, son of Zeus and Hera and him and Aphrodite had a little uh, affair going on. <laughs> a little. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Hestia, which was Vesta, I'm pretty sure, in um, Roman, and Kronos and Rhea were her parents. She was the goddess of fire and the guardian of the spirit man. And
Welcome to if it's not edited, if I can't figure out how to edit out, don't comment about it. Everyone, I think that was a burp. Right? That was a burp. Okay, everyone burps. I mean, literally everyone. different genders. Yeah, yeah. I was actually quite surprised by that. That he... Anyway. Oh, sorry. Wait, that he had a lot of lovers, or that the lovers were from multiple gender... That they were from multiple genders, because, like... It's said in Percy Jackson, if you read Childs of Apollo. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which is the twin sister of Apollo, and you already know that. But Roman counterpart was Diana. Yep. And uh, she was the goddess of the hunt, chastity, and the moon. Never married, and I'm pretty sure she remained like celibate for her lifetime. True that. <laughs> but there was a story of something with her and somebody. I'm not sure the entire story, but I'll get to that later. So, you just, guys, you just have to wait. You just have to wait. It, yeah, you just have to watch and, li- well, listen to every single episode. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll never know. You'll never know if you don't listen to the other ones. And then you have Dinosaurus. I'm, I'm never really sure how to pronounce his name. The God of Wine. Oh, Dionysus. Yeah, Dionysus. Okay, that's how you pronounce it. Okay, got it. Noted. Which Roman counterpart was... Bacchus, I think? Possibly. I don't know how to pronounce a lot of things, and I'm sorry. Does anyone really know how to pronounce a lot of things? No. And the son of Zeus and... Meal, I think. And I can do more research on him, but there's also myths and things for another time. Again. Exactly, so listen. Okay, and then else. I'm into the. Uh, so I have like three of the Titans, but I might skip them because they're not really in all the myths and stuff. They're not really important. Hmm. And then you have Hades. Our father. (laughs) Oh, wait, one second. Just repeat that again because there's a loud truck and I don't want the audio to pick up the loud truck instead of you. Whoop whoop. Okay, 
Okay, and there's more to his story, too. Oh, you gotta tell them where they can take the test. Oh, and, uh, we're not sponsoring this thing or anything. Yeah, we don't have any sponsors. (laughs) But, on, on, Reed Riordan, Riordan? Riordan. We'll we'll put the link in somewhere, somewhere, we'll put the link somewhere. (laughs) Dot com. You can take a Percy Jackson test and see who's your godly parent. Yeah, our dad is Hades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have Helios, which Roman name is Sol. And mm-hmm. he was the first sun god and a titan. And the son of Hy- Hyperion and Thea. It has an I in it, so I don't know if it's pronounced Thea or something else. I guess we'll never know. Uh, I skipped one of Zeus's wives, and I just remembered that, but we'll go back to that. He had so many wives. <laughs> and I'll just, and there, there's Eros, Eros, which was Cupid, the god of love, and son of Aphrodite. Mm-hmm. And Persephone, which was uh, <laughs> Roman counterpart, was Proserpina, I think. She was also known as Kor. Uh huh. And daughter of Demeanor and wife to Hades and queen of the underworld. And I did not know this. She's the goddess of death, life, grain, and destruction. Isn't she the goddess of spring, too? Yes. Yeah. I think so. I didn't know and she was. Oh, wait, no, it makes sense. Yes, I did. Never mind. Take it back. I did know it. I just forgot it. <laughs> okay, and back to Zeus's wives. I know, <laughs> back to Zeus's wives. One. Uh, the, the one, the last one was Themis, the goddess of justice and law and order. And, yeah, that's my segment of stuff. And Interesting. Whoop. you, River, again. That really was interesting. I didn't even know some of those things. Like, I've heard of some of those gods, but I didn't know what, like, their, like, I don't know, specialty? (laughs) I don't know. Was. Okay. So now we're taking a very dark turn from light and funny Greek Olympians to a murderer. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, this story will need a trigger warning, but I will give a trigger warning later when we get towards the truly triggering stuff. But, yes. <laughs> so, this is the case of Shanda Renee Cher. I pr- really hope I'm saying that right, and if I'm not, please correct me. Um, it's spelled like Sharer, but yeah. Um, so she was 12 years old, and she was born on June 6, 1979, in Kentucky. She was said to be very energetic, kind, and a very athletic girl. Like, she would join a lot of sports at her school, like, she was a cheerleader at one point. I think she did basketball. She basically did everything. Um... Her mom was 
uh, Jacqueline, and her dad was Stephen, and they had been divorced. And because the parents have been divorced, her and her mother moved to Indiana. She enrolled in Hazelwood Middle School. And her first, her first few days went really well. She was making friends, you know, just getting comfortable. And on the third day, Shanda w- was told by a girl in her school that the girl was basically afraid to give her ring back to her boy, her ex-boyfriend. And Shanda, wanting to make friends, decides she will do the girl a favor. So she decides that she's going to go over to the ex-boyfriend and give the ring back for the girl. He's not very happy with that. Um, So he just kind of starts, like, yelling at her, like, basically telling her, like, this isn't her place to do such a thing. Um, And while that's happening, 14-year-old Amanda Heffron walks by. So Amanda was the boy's cousin, And she ended up getting involved and ended up pushing Shanda. And because of that, they were put in a week of detention. And during this time, instead of hating each other and just being like, ugh, this person got me into detention, they became friends. So they began spending lots of time together, mostly outside of school. And uh, Shanda's mom was not very happy about this. So after a while of hanging out, Shanda found out that Amanda was seeing another girl. 16-year-old Melinda Loveless, which they had an off-and-on-again relationship. So their relationship had not officially ended, but it was it was still kind of over because Melinda was also seeing other girls. So Melinda had a difficult home life and disapproving parents and was severely mentally ill, which made relationships harder to maintain. Um, Larry, Melinda's dad, was cheating on Melinda's mother and he began to abuse her mom, sometimes in front of uh, Melinda and her siblings. Um, Melinda and her siblings would often go hungry and did not receive receive much necessities, and Larry would basically spend all the money he earned on guns and alcohol, which, fun fact, I misspelled in the document. (laughs) So go me with my spelling. Um... So Larry ended up being arrested for abuse, and it is unclear how much he abused the uh, children due to differing stories. Uh, Melinda said he did nothing to her, while her sisters and mom disagree. Um, So he abandoned the family when Melinda was 14. After her father left, her her relationship with Amanda began, and her mother became furious at her for having a relationship with another girl. Because it's like... So, goodness, I have to do math. I can't do math, guys. So, uh, you know what? We're just gonna do fake math, and I'm just gonna give you around the times. Because Shanda was born in 1979, and she was 12, so if you add 12 to that, you can figure out when the year was. Um, <laughs> yourselves. Because I don't, uh, my calculator on my phone doesn't. Oh, wait, I have a calculator. <laughs> Welcome to Hectic Times. It was 1991 at this time. So basically, if you know anything, same sex relationships were still frowned upon at that time, and because. Same-sex marriage wasn't legalized till 2015, so if that puts you into 
uh, perspective. It just wasn't seen as okay. Um, now I have to find where I was. Okay, so Melinda began skipping school. Wait. Oh, wait. No, Shanta began skipping school and getting into fights and not listening to many people. Or that might have been Melinda. I should have known. I should have done my notes better. Um, but besides that point, because of this on and off again relationship, Amanda and Shanda began. Be- began. <laughs> Sorry. Began to form a relationship. Amanda began giving Amanda love letters, uh, complimenting her frequently in October of 1991. Wow, I didn't have to do that math. Uh, Amanda finally asked her to be her date to the school dance. Towards the end of the dance, Melinda noticed the two girls and became furious, and she told Shanda that she had to stay away from Amanda or there would be consequences. Shanda was unfazed, and the relationship continued. Her parents noticed that Shanda began to fail all her classes, and Amanda taught her how to forge her mom's signature so she could basically sign the report cards and be like, as her mom, so her mom would never see the bad grades. And I just realized, the note above, which I wasn't sure if that was for Melinda or Shanda, it was for Melinda. (laughs) Fun fact. Um, Her mother then made the two stop seeing each other, and the two went behind the mom's back. But Jacqueline, the mom, found a letter in the mail that Shanda had sent to Amanda, but forgot to put a stamp on it, so it basically didn't send. Um, so that's how she found out the two, the extent of the two, uh, children's relationships. So remember, Shanda is 12, and at this time, Amanda is 14. So, like, Jacqueline just did not, did not want her daughter in a relationship with a 14-year-old, or doing, like, she... At 12, she was like, I just want my daughter to play in the park, you know, have fun with other kids, play her sports, not be in a deep relationship with a 14-year-old. So. Yes. (laughs) Moral of my rant. So, Jacqueline then moved Shanda to a different school, which was a Catholic school, and her grades went up, and she was back to her normal self. Like, she was happier and just... Mostly just was just, you know, her old self playing her sports again. She got all her grades up. But yeah. So, (laughs) Amanda kept trying to keep the relationship alive, but Shanda became busy with school and started to follow what her mom said. Amanda wouldn't stop calling, writing letters, and Shanda wrote to her other friend that she wished Amanda would just leave her alone. On January 11th... Oh... Partial trigger warning. It's just graphic. On January 11, 1992, a farmer named Don Foley was driving, and on the road, he noticed a big black mass on the side of the road. But as he continued to drive, they noticed it was a body, and he called the police, and the police and the homicide teams were there in minutes. So this trigger warning will also be done in a couple seconds, because it will just, but it will start again. Um... The police noticed that it was a young female body with red blankets wrapped around her with her hands and fist, which is common in burning victims, is what I found out. 
Um, they then smelled gasoline and saw an empty Pepsi bottle. Police noticed that whoever did this didn't want the evidence to be hidden, and maybe they wanted it to be known because there was a huge mass of woods only a few feet away. But instead, they put her on the side of the road. The police then thought the death could be tied to Satanism, and they looked into an abandoned house called the Witch's Castle. Because the body was so badly burned, they would have to use dental records. At 11.30 p.m., uh, that same girl went into... What? At 11.30 p.m., (laughs) a girl went into a police station and stated she knew something about a murder. The girl was... Tony Lawrence, 15. I heard you laugh at me. (laughs) She was known to be an overall good kid. She had a history of sexual assault, which led to depression and self-harm. She explained her and her friends went to the witch's castle and murdered a young girl, she said. She never had met the girl before, and all she knew was that her name was Shanta and that she lived in Clark County. So. Now you know who the farmer saw. The police called the police in Clark County and found out that a girl named Shanda was reported missing. Shanda had spent the night at her dad's and when he woke up, he found her missing. She was only 12 and it wasn't normal for her to just leave. She wasn't one of those kids who would have gone to hang out with uh, her friends with like that late and even if she did, you know, she would have been like, hey, can I do this or I'm gonna go do this. Um, so her father and stepmother began to drive around and look for her and decided that after hours they would call Shanda's mom. Her mom noticed Shanda left without her handbag and was immediately worried due to the fact that she would never go anywhere without it. Welcome to I burped silently. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They began calling everyone they could think of, even Amanda, who said she knew nothing. Uh, The police tied the pieces together and went to Shanda's parents and told them that Shanda was gone. And then they asked, the parents asked for them to explain. And the police literally said, your child has been murdered. Oh. Like, I don't know, couldn't you think of another way of wording it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little brutal. Yeah, like, at least, you know, word it like, I'm sorry to inform you, but, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, Jackie didn't want to know how her child was murdered, and the way she found out was through the news, finding that her child had been burned alive due to the fact They found soot in her lungs, which means she was still breathing when the fire was lit. So she was breathing in the soot and everything. I'm so sorry I picked such a downer. Yours was, like, so interesting and fun, and then... There's this. I feel like this is how it's always gonna be. You're gonna pick the cool awesome stories, and mine are all gonna be downers. I mean, we could always switch one week. (laughs) Or I could just try to find less downers. (laughs) I don't know. 
You can't really find less downers in true crime. Literally, like, everything's a downer. Yeah. They're all bad. I don't know, at least it's interesting, though. Yes. See, the first episode's topic was more of, like, a, oh, cool, because, like, Lizzie Borden, you know, it's an interesting case. Not that this is interesting, it's just not as sad. Because the other one also has that like mystery element, and this and the people who were murdered what w weren't children. Um, yeah, hope fifteen accompanied accompanied <laughs> come no <laughs> hope fifteen went with Tony that night because I can't say the other word apparently. <laughs> Company exactly. <laughs> Whatever. I met up with Lori Tack at 17, and they were gonna go to a punk rock concert. Which is such a 90s thing to do. Hope was the reason that Tony and Lori had met, and also... And Lori had also had a troubled childhood. Lori was described by Tony as weird. Lori suffered from a lot. Self-harm, depression, and even hallucinations, and was diagnosed with BPD. So... Hope turned to Lori and asked if she had told Tony yet, and this made Tony confused, and she said, Lori said, we're gonna kill a little girl tonight. Imagine going to a car, you're thinking you're going to a concert, and then the person driving says, you know what, we're gonna kill a little girl tonight. That, that would be disturbing. Exactly. And she didn't think that they were being serious. They then went into a car and picked up a friend, Melinda Loveless. They entered her home, changed into Shanda's clothes. Oh, Melinda's clothes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Welcome to, these were the first notes I ever took for the podcast, so that's probably why they like this. And it was late. <laughs> um, yeah, you were there. Changed into Melinda's clothes, and Melinda even showed them a knife that she was going to use to scare Shanda. Melinda said that she only wanted to scare Shanda, that she didn't want to do anything else. It was just to, like, give her a little scare, you know? Which still isn't cool. I'm not saying that's cool. Um, they arrived in Shan at Shanda's, and Tony and Hope said they were friends with Amanda, and that they were going to bring Shanda to Amanda. And Amanda told them she had to change Oh my gosh! And Shanda told them she had to change, and Hope even helped her pick out an outfit, not knowing that Melinda was hiding in the back seat with a knife. After- What were you say? I- I- nothing. Oh. I'm sorry! After Shanda went into a passenger seat, the girls said they were going to take her to Witch's Castle to meet Amanda, and then Amanda jumped up grabbed Shanda's hair, and pulled a knife to Shanda's throat. Wait, Amanda or Melinda? Melinda. Did I say Amanda? You said Amanda. Ugh. I'm so disorganized. The notes even said Melinda. It's just there's so many names in this case. And because of that, it's just I get mixed up. Um, yeah. Don't worry, the podcast I listened to, they got mi mixed up a little bit too, so I don't feel alone. Um, 
When they arrived at Witch's Castle, Melinda and Lori dragged Shanda into the forest floor, and Shanda kept pleading for them to take her home. Oh, did I give a trigger warning again? You didn't. Trigger warning again? I mean, I gave you one in the beginning, and I said, I, I, I guess the other stuff wasn't as horrible, but it's gonna get way worse now. Um, so if you don't like violence towards children... Which, I mean, I don't think anyone does. But if you can't stomach it, you know, if it's not it's not something you like to hear, you, you might not want to listen to the rest of this episode. Um, and I'll make sure next time... Oh, next time we're actually doing something different, so it won't be true crime related, so it will be better. I mean, it might be a little bit, but like not. Yeah, it won't be super violent. Maybe. <laughs> I haven't done the research for the next episode. <laughs> Me neither. But, yes. Um, so, trigger warning. Uh, pause the video, or if you want, scroll to the end if you really want to find out what happens. But otherwise, I'd advise you to leave. Uh, when Shanda and Melinda took off Shanja's rings and gave them to her friends. The girls then lit a shirt on fire and began to panic, thinking that might bring attention to them. They then put Shanda back into the car and brought her to a nearby dump. Melinda began to start punching Shanda and even made Shanda's braces rip open Shanda's mouth due to the punches. Melinda even tried to slit Shanda's throat, but the knife was too dull. But also, like, thank God. Like, not that nothing bad happens to her, but, like, like, I can't, uh, mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, Hope then got out of the car and held Shanda down as, this is where it gets really bad, down as Melinda and Lori stabbed her and strangled her until she was unconscious, and then put her in the trunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> they then told Hope and Tony that she was dead and went to Lori's house, cleaned up, and hung out for a while when they started to hear Shanda. But, like, you just... Well, you think you just killed someone. So you're gonna go into your house and have, like, a little party? Who does that? Psychopaths. Seriously. Like, I don't, I don't know. Lori then ha headed outside with a knife and stabbed Shanda and then went back inside. Yeah. They made a plan saying that Melinda and Lori were going to drive, and they would drive as Shanda slowly died. So they were just going to take a little drive and wait for her to die while driving. They stopped and beat her each time they heard her and headed back to Lori's, even though she wasn't dead. They then decided to make the final stop. They brought her to the patch of grass, purred, purred poured oh my gosh 
the lot of notes, poured the gasoline on her, and set her on fire, and then did this again after Melinda became paranoid. Because they were just going to leave. They were like, well, she's on fire. And then Melinda was like, well, what she's not burning enough. Like, what if she doesn't burn enough? So they did it again. While she was alive. Um, Shanda's last words were mommy before she passed at the age of 12 on January 11th, 1992. So she was pleading for her mother because, I don't know, she was a 12-year-old child and the people doing this were, I'm pretty sure Tony was the youngest. They were basically... Like, between 15 to 17. Like. They are these old, like, teenage girls are, like, ganging up on a child. I don't know. Lori and Melinda began telling people what happened, and even told Amanda, who didn't believe them until the two girls showed them the trunk of Lori's car. They were telling people. <laughs> like, if you don't want to go to jail, why are you telling people? Or showing people evidence! They were just proud of themselves, that's... Yeah. The girls were all tried as adults, and Lori and Melinda even faced the death, the death penalty. Tony was sentenced to 20 years and only served 9. Hope was sentenced to 60 and only served 14 years. Lori and Melinda were sentenced to 60 years, and Lori served... 26 years, and Melinda served 27 years, and she got out in, like, 2019. But they did such a horrible crime, and they got let out early. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, imagine being a parent. Your child's dead. And the girls who did it, you're like, oh, okay, they're at least going to get a pretty long sentencing. And then the most amount of time they spend is 27 years. I don't know. Shanda's father ended up dying to alcoholism, due to alcoholism, and her mother created the Shanda Share Fund that would put two students each year through school on a scholarship. In 2018, it is no longer running. Melinda began to train dogs, and Shanda's mom, Jackie, even donated one to Melinda to train in Shanda's name and received a lot of criticism. Her response that was that she knew that would be what Shanda would have wanted. And that is the end of my story. I'm sorry. I'm such a downer. Yeah, it is. But, um, but like, 
the end of the story was like Shanda's was like mom was like this is what she would have wanted which I don't know she got a lot of criticism but that takes a lot of guts you know and like I don't think she should have been criticized because like it was her daughter it happened to so it's her decisions you know yeah um you want to go to what we used for our research? I used Morbid, a true crime podcast, because um, I had listened to that a while ago, and I just used what I remembered from it. Um, and then I used this video called The Shanna Share Case um, by Eleanor Neal? I don't know, it's spelled N-E-A-L-E. That sounds like Neal, right? Yeah. And now, after this horrible episode, we're gonna plug and tell you where to follow us. Yeah, on Facebook you can go to our page, Rainy Podcast, which is also connected to our uh, group on Facebook, which is also Rainy Day Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Insta at rainy underscore day underscore podcast. Um, or go to our website on rainydaypodcast.webnode.com and then there's a little slash. And you can email us at arainydaypodcast at gmail.com. Is there anything else? I don't think so, right? No, I think I think we got it all. Oh wait, you can find our YouTube on oh, yeah. our I mean, you probably found it if you're here, but uh, you can find it on our through our Instagram, you go on our website, or through our Facebook. Yeah. But yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'll make sure next episode's not as depressing, and that you guys can leave on a better note. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, and goodbye! <laughs> goodbye! <laughs> well, officially. Goodbye.